and welcome to another edition of the Wake Up Late with Dougie Show. I'm your host, Dougie Almeida. I almost forgot what to say. It's been a couple weeks since we had the show. We're just glad that our family, member of the family here on the Wake Up Late with Dougie Show, Ben, our producer, is okay because I think he did an impression of uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz and the whole studio went flying through the air through Southwest Florida. But Ben, we're all right, right? Good. Good. Thanks, man. And uh, welcome to the show. We got a great show for you today. Uh, you know, we got a new segment to listen. <laughs> Who's going to care? You know, we're going to just try to make this show flow. And uh, what I want to do when I'm on the show, you know, the great guests we have, the great friends, people in comedy and all that shit. Let's just make it simple, right? So we got some new segments. Uh, let me ask you. And of course, uh, let's associate. Everybody needs to know each other. But you got to, you know, how do we get along? Well, let's figure out if we have anything in common. And uh, and lastly, did you hear shit that's happened that you had ever heard? So uh, without further ado, let's bring on today's guest, the very lovely and talented, very funny Miss Monique Marvez. What's up, Monique? Hey, how are you, Dougie? You know, um, if, if I'm, you ever... I'm well. I'm in South Florida, but every everything's fine. I'm in the Fort Lauderdale area, so all the trees are intact and everything appears to be a okay. Now you are a, you are a Florida woman, mm-hmm. right? Originally from Miami area, right? Born and raised. See, not many native Floridians. Uh, I used to think there were very few that most everybody came over on a raft or drove down I-95. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I know for a fact that there were actual um, and, and uh, you can see I'm in my my cousin's guest room and her kids got like all this Star Wars stuff around me. It's kind of cool. Stop but, lying. Um, it's yours. You like Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, Just I'm, I'm here. But uh, I didn't think there were any actual, like, you know, natal wards in South Florida, um, other than the one I came out of in Baptist Hospital. I thought they pretty much just treated gunshot wounds. But um, no, there, there's plenty of people that were born and raised here. <laughs> by, by, the, by the hand of God. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I went to, I can move from New York to Florida when I was like four or five years old. So uh, it's there, but it's crazy. So um uh, and uh, it's good we haven't done a show in a while. I, I feel I was going to say, you know, when it's been like, what's in the in the most recent? What's the longest time you went without doing stand up? Like, how many days did you go without doing stand up in the last month or two? In the last month or two, I, I don't think I've yeah. gone more than three days. Like, I, I, but pretty much since lockdown ended, I could work all day every day. Yeah, I could do Zoom shows in the day and shows at night. Yeah, I've been super yeah. busy. That's awesome because I see I, I haven't done the podcast in a little while, so I feel like I'm out of sync. You know, like ah, what do I say? I understand. I, you know, you know what I mean. And, and I'm so excited because you're on the show, and you, you, you have a radio background. You were a voice in Miami. You, you know, uh, I used some... to be a guest on radio in Miami. I never had a show down here. My shows were I had two in California and one in Indianapolis. I love radio, you know, just the whole thing of it, having the cans on your head and just putting it's just to me, it's always that's why I've done this. And I never made a cent at it. I, I actually started to think about how much money I've spent in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope my wife doesn't find out. And, you I know, that it, it, that number is going to go right next to the number I have. about how much money I spent in a strip club one year, uh, it's 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 going to go down with me. Um, well, that you know, what's really good if you put them side by side, she's going to be totally okay with whatever you spend on the podcast versus the strip club. Like whatever yeah. this costs, it's, it's better. It's, it's a lot better than a few years ago. <laughs> you know, you're right. It's either that or buy a vote, a boat. Um, don't buy a so boat. yeah, no, don't buy, don't buy a boat. Ever. You know, the old, you know, you know, the expression, the two favorite days of a boat owner. I absolutely do, because my dad had a boat, my uncle had a boat, my cousin had a boat, and my best friend had a boat. Is that your dog's They all or mine? lost money. Huh? Is that your dog's or mine? Um, that might be here. We have a, okay. a border collie named Rocky. Oh, I love border collies. Great athletic dog. He's um Yeah. Well, I have, I have my daughter's dog here, my mother-in-law's dog here in the house. And I think my, I think you're, I think those dogs just heard our dogs through the, through the magic of radio. Actually, here's <laughs> they started what's talking. Funny. Rocky does bark at things he hears on radio. And if you're watching TV and there's any sort of animals to be herded, even just a sheep, if he hears yeah. like a little bleeding sound, like it's unbelievable how aware he is of animals on television. 
Well, the other you know, while we're on this subject, uh, my my uh, my my daughter's dog, little a little uh, poodle, cute dog. We always have the ring thing, so when something goes by the ring camera, the dog comes running to my office, right to the front of the house, you know, barking and yapping. I'm like, "Thank you, Ring," uh, and the Shark Tank. All right, let me get to some of the things. Let me ask you. We're going to start the segment sure. of our show. Called, I'm going to put the shade you. down a little because the sun is setting, and I, don't, I want you to be able to see me. Well, there you go. That Florida sun, by the way. Crazy. Uh, let me ask you, uh, Monique Marvez, what is your favorite time of year? At this time. Yeah. The fall. September 23rd is my birthday, and it's also the autumnal equinox. So I know that we're three months away from Christmas. The days are going to get shorter. I love Halloween. I love this time of year. Hmm. Halloween candy. I went to the chiropractor today, and he had like Reese's and Kit Kats. Right there, when you come up, I kept having to go up to the lady, ask more questions. Full size <laughs> or minis? No, they're little mini ones. That was the, that was the only reason it was uh, acceptable, I guess. Um, what is the top three things uh, you want in a man or or a woman? Hey, I I, I think it's I know. It's a man you know, for yeah. me. It's yeah, a man. Yeah, I'm I not just... gender fluid. I am hardened yeah. in Wienerland. I. It's a man. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I, these are going to sound like very weird things. I want him to be able to comfortably dance slow, just the two of us in the living room alone. Like if mm. a man feels awkward dancing slow, let's just say to the Wichita lineman by Glenn Campbell, um, then, then intimacy is going to be like an issue. So uh, th he's got to pass the dance slow test. Uh, so number you, two, mm -hmm. he has to very much be a, sort of a pleasure seeker, someone who enjoys good food, enjoys travel, not a kind of person who does it just because it's expected, but someone who genuinely enjoys uh, the sensual yeah. pleasures of life. And number three, honest. Yeah, being honest, you know. And uh, Number three is, uh, is one of the hardest. I mean, you know what I mean? There's levels of honesty, though, right? I mean, let's think about it. Like, you know, no. I, I like to think... Well, no, I no, I I'm not saying I'm not saying acceptably, but that's the problem. Some people think it's okay if there's a reason that they did something. No, you know, it seems like we're in a time and era where people think if they just had a reason for doing something, it's justifiable and no longer mm -mm. looked at as something that's you know uh, the first step to chaos in in society. So yeah, I agree. You know, being honest is a good thing. Um, <clears throat> what is the worst gift you ever got? Oh, that's so hard because, you know, to me, gifts are about intention. So I always used to get, you know, you get weird gifts from old ladies. Like my great grandma used to give me weird stuff, but it was given with love. So I don't want to say those are bad gifts, you mm. know, because old ladies just give weird gifts the older they get. So, um, so you know, so you're, I, I think the worst, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so your answer is any gift, <clears throat> the worst gift you ever got is from any old lady. That just makes it simple. No, no, no. No, I was saying, even though they were technically on paper bad gifts, yeah. they were given with love. What yes. I, um, my third husband used to buy me presents with my own money. I think those are very bad gifts. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> one. Yeah, when you pay for them. Yeah, those, those suck. I got a lot yeah. of those. I just remember, again, part of this whole uh, thing we're going to play association after this, it's like, it's just the idea. The minute you said that, I, I was reminded of a buddy of mine who wanted to get married so bad. He ended up buying his wife an engagement ring. And several years into it, she found out that it was a cubic zirconian. And, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and But here, this, no, you don't even know half the story. So here's the problem. He used, the, he asked for cash from her to pay for it because not her get. And uh, the, the the cash was well above the actual value of that fucking ring. <laughs> anyway, wow! So, yeah. Never By the way, the marriage the marriage didn't last. It was over, I think, Surprise. after that. Yep. Um, what is? Uh, by the way, I think the worst gift I ever got was herpes. No, I'm like, what I is? Know uh, that's what is technically a, a gift? I think that's more of a gift with purchase. Yeah, with with a. It's the little it extra keeps, when you yeah. got something else. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they usually comes with something. There's a bundle. That's yeah. usually a bundle. Yeah, um, like when you buy the makeup and they give you the basket, only this was boils. 
Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh God! Now, now, wait a minute. Now we got new associations. I'm getting visions of stuff I can't share. Sorry. We can't go into something like that, no. uh, and not still be on the Disney Channel. Um, uh, is there a, is there one uh, is there was one thing about comedy you'd like to change? What would it be? I I I don't know because I think it's such an arduous and challenging journey, but it's different for every single person. Like the things that were hard for me may not have been hard for you. And I think that because the journey is kind of the, you know, meeting the challenges of the journey is kind of the, the good part in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to truncate any of the things that were really, really hard because I think it's what made me good. Necessary, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's interesting like that, right? Like, uh, like every job has its grungies. You know, I just, I just read the quote yeah. from, you know, the great movie, uh, the league of their own, where it says it's the hard that makes it great. You know, Tom Hanks's yeah. line, you know, uh, and it's true. And, and, and it, it goes into, it goes into something else where there's, there's, there's a lot of folks that want that type of recognition for that achievement. They, they see the accomplishment, the pro, the proficiency in other people, and they think it's easy to get, you know, they think all it takes is think it, you know, or just Google it or they don't get that. There's although there's a long road to it, you know, uh, well, and, my and dad was a genius. My, my dad used to always say excellence is its own reward. And when you get someplace and you know, you've done your level best and you know, you get the reward yourself, whether it's applause or a great booking or a relationship with somebody you really wanted in the business, it, it takes it to another level. But when you know you're firing on all your pistons, that's a pretty exciting thing. And comedy forces you to do that. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, and, and like in anything, though, the more you really delve into it and you're honest and you're, and you're really getting involved in it and doing what you want to do and not, you know, it's like, you know, people say to me, what about cruise ship comedy? I just, I just don't want to do it. You know, it's just not my thing. You know, I just, I have a few. Well, there's but, really no such do... thing as cruise ship comedy. There's a comedian on a cruise ship. I don't do cruise ship comedy, but I do cruises. Yeah. I do what I do yeah. on HBO on a cruise. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I get it. I, I just, um, being away, to me, it's a bit unplugged type thing for me. At any rate, but, <clears throat> but, but it's a great gig, you know, I mean, it's great, you know, in, in a sense, but. But I, but I didn't, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at something now where I thought I'd never do, which is colleges, which is uh, doing se seminars on investment planning, but with a little humor. That's, so it's, that's it's, very cool. Yeah. So it's actually the funny fiduciary laughing your way to the bank and financial independence uh, coming to a college near you, everybody. Um, I like that. What was, uh, what was, uh, what is your top one or two most favorite moments in comedy? Oh, that, that's. You know, anytime I've taped something for, for Showtime, you know, or when I taped for HBO Max, like those are, those are great moments. But I think my top moment in comedy was when I met Lily Tomlin and wow. we were at a social engagement and I, I was chatting and I ex was excusing myself because I had to go do my radio show on KFI in Los Angeles and I said, I'm so sorry, but I have to go do a show. And she said, oh, you're a performer? I said, well, I'm a stand-up, but, you know, tonight I'm doing radio. And because uh, I did it once a week. It was a wrap-up of the week on KFI. And she said, what is your name? And I said, Monique Marvez. And she said, oh, I listen to you every Saturday night. You're a genius. I love you. Lily Tomlin. Oh, great. It wow. was amazing. You know what I mean? The, not, wow. I yeah. cried. I cried. I have pictures of me crying and Lily Tomlin comforting me saying, I, I didn't mean to make you cry. Well, of course, oh my goodness, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That that's was awesome. Probably, that's the tippy tippy uh, was, was meeting her and finding out she liked my work. Like that was stunning. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think this wasn't an, a, this is just something that just came to mind. Um, I got an email not long ago from Estiadorum. Now, if you don't know who that is, she's the woman who books the uh, the comedy cellar in New York. She's the, the grand dam of comedy. There's an entire show called Crashing where the whole show, all Pete Holm is trying to do is get Estiadorum to let him get on stage. I didn't know that because I don't watch the show, but somebody told me. Oh, that was great. And yeah, I, I liked it. She asked me for my avails because I play, I play the oh. cellar in New York and the one in Vegas. And 
And I answered and she answered and I, and I just put it out there. I said, you're always so kind to me and you give me so many dates, you know, why? And she answered back because I love you. And that, you know, was like, you know, huge. Oh. Hold on a second. Thank you. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, this, because, this because... woman is like the, the godmother of comedy, yeah. you know, she it, is, it, she's the, the grand poobah. You know, it, it's the it's it's there's so many levels of it. That's acceptance. That's like a rival. It's it's and then, and then not only to be there, but to have like then again, them say to you, hey, I've rec I've seen you. I know, you, you know, you've you've moved me, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, I, you know, when anybody who's like of that, you know, and, and you know, they're, they're, it's just a great feeling and, and, and the amazing. excitement of it, you know, and the excitement of it. And, and I mean, you know, I, I that, as a comic that to me, as this moment, every time I get a gig, every time like recently in the last few months there's a few people that said hey to headline which is good you know to go across country and do stuff uh on this date and i'm like yeah you know and it's stu i'm stupid because I, I don't even care how much it is i'm like whatever <laughs> you know, i'm ready to go <laughs> so uh well, that's awesome you don't Great get into this business for the cash i mean no it's it, you can make a good living i've been blessed truly blessed but that's not if that's why you're doing it you're going to be unhappy for a very long time let, let me let me do this let me ask you this because that's important you know a lot of times i think if if, when I, if young comics are watching this show and they there's a lot that do you know that's an understanding that i want you to just elaborate a little more on because you know like i would basically I, I teach this in my mind i say look i toured the country for five six seven years as a feature barely making any money but, you know, to me, it wasn't the money I was making as long as it was trying to cover my expenses. But it was all about the time. It was all about and the, the adventure. Experience. It's an adventure. Who yeah. gets to do that? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so save your money up, kids. And but what, you know, add to that, just say, you know, you know, this is what it's about. It's about putting the time in. Amen. Um, OK, um, this is this is going to be fun now. I. I you know, in psychology, you know, they have that thing like word association. I say big, free you say. It's a Freudian yeah. concept, free association. Exactly, yes. exactly. And, uh, and, but I love the, the idea of association. And to me, that's like a, like I said, like sometimes somebody will say something and it'll make me picture something. And pe if you never recognize that in somebody, you ever been in a conversation where somebody's talking about barbecue sauce and somebody's just, you can see somebody just sitting there not really paying attention. And then one little word like garlic, the person goes, you know, it's like, it's a, a whole bell rang rang off in that person's head and there was visions and all kinds of things. So uh, let's associate basically as us playing that game. It's one word or a phrase and uh, some simple, silly ones. We're not going to like try to corner anybody into a political. No, we're not going to do that stuff. All right. So, uh, yeah. all right. <clears throat> Our first uh, word, uh, Monique Marvez, is honorable. Honorable. Atticus Finch. Hmm. The main character in To Kill a Mockingbird. He was an honorable man in every sense of the word. And that book's been banned by uh, by certain parts of the states. Idiots. Yeah. Um, Backpacks uh, movie star. Betty Davis. Hmm. Wow. See, so you say she that. I was a sex symbol like Marilyn Monroe. Betty Davis was an actress and a performer and a movie star. You know, Meryl Streep is a much better actress perhaps, but she's not a movie star. Betty Davis was a movie star. And anybody who, the minute you mentioned her name, I heard her voice. It's an intangible quality. It's, a, it's yeah. a something you can't put your finger on. Yeah, when she spoke, it was just, it's almost like, <clears throat> different but a james earl jonesy you know kind of yes you know yes. you know what i mean like a distinctive like mm, you know you know you know yeah great great call on that one um controversial politics yeah right now people can't have a civil conversation about politics they just can't even have a civil you tell me what you think i'll tell you what i think conversation they get whacked yeah it was interesting. Obama was quoted on an interview the other day about how uh, he basically said, you know, the Democrats need to 
lighten up, you know, kind of thing. He says, nobody wants to act, nobody wants to go through life walking on eggshells. No, you know, if, if you if, if you have to walk out and, 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 and introduce yourself to the day worrying about what 10 billion people think and why they're thinking it and, you know, how I got to relate to it. It's uh, it's over, folks. Um, no, well, one of the hardest laughs I get every night, wherever I am, is that I say a couple of things. I say, number one, I was born before allergies. Uh, <laughs> I just had puffy times, not puffy times. And I just kind of lace into all these like peanut and celiac and all that BS. And then once I see I've got the the audience like a little bit in a twist, I go, oh, and another thing, F, you know, cancel culture and the electric bike it rode in on. And then I get a giant cheer <laughs> and then I'm good to go because I've laid the foundation for the rest of the show. That's awesome. What 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 do you have against electric bikes? Let me, this is interesting nothing. because the only reason I except nothing. you should okay. be pedaling, and I don't mean you. That's the rhetorical oh, I got you. you. An electric yeah, bike I, is like, really? You can't pedal? The electric bike is the equivalent of somebody who lives with their parents till they're 40. You're not it's really a making moped. a commitment. An electric bike <laughs> is just a modern day moped. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 that is a funny concept, by the way. Because you know, the, the, I've seen them and I think <clears throat> as a business perp, I think they're, as a business, I think that could be a big business. Uh, oh, it's you huge. Know. All my friends in LA have them. Yeah, uh, I would uh, feel silly sitting on a bike with pedals and not using them. I would feel ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just the, 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 you're right. It's funny. Um, uh, too much. Is is that the phrase? Too much. Yeah, too much. Anxiety. Yeah, it kills you. I I don't even understand people today. Don't you know like anxiety is in some ways a decision. I don't know if you know this, but your physical response to excitement and anxiety are hormonally exactly the same. Your brain decides if you're excited about something or anxious about something. It's an intellectual decision. Your body releases the same chemicals. Yeah. And and I got to tell you, I've been suffering from things, things like this. I have, I'll probably tell you after, but a huge level of anxiety here. Uh, and so my mom suffered from, yeah, yeah. We're dealing with a major life event that, and, and, and news that, yeah, it, it just, you know, it's amazing. And then, you know, because I'm, I'm, I, I, my mother was that way. She would get angry. Oh my God. Like have to have answers. You know, the, what that's is what I'm saying. See, time. it's a learned behavior. Yeah. You're basically yeah. going along with, you know, your mother was that way. So you learned that when something <clears> challenged you, that that was the response was to be my, I come from very anxious people too. Yeah, I had to train yeah. myself through hypnotherapy not to be an anxious person. Well, maybe on the next show you can hypnotize it. me, hypnotize me out of this shit. Um, I wish but I actually, could. I'm... I have the best hypno- hypnotherapist in LA, though. And here's the weird thing: I tell people you can't take the pounds off until you take the weight off. When I was when I worked on my anxiety, I lost weight, pounds, mm. without ever being on a diet. Because I realized that anxiety was, I was a stress eater. And once I managed my anxiety, I organically lost weight. Yeah. And, and your, your brain's freed up to do, you know, to be more proactive, right? I mean, that's a, you replace a bad habit with a good habit. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Um, and our last word of our new segment called, uh, let's associate, uh, big time. Big time. Big time. Uh, big time. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Biggest, biggest day of the year. Something special. Right? New things. A harbinger of things to come. Celebration. The Roaring Twenties. Great Gatsby. Big times. See? The inaugural event of uh, Let's Associate went off. Just, just awesome. Great stories there. Um, <clears throat> okay. Now, our final part of the segment. This is always fun. You used to know it as the news is a joke. That was too generic. Would just say, lastly, uh, did you hear? Have you heard? Okay. Have you have you heard many? Um, <clears throat> NASA. This this to me is great. This to me. You remember the movie Armageddon? Bruce Willis. Sure. You know, of there's na- there's an a- there's an asteroid coming. Everybody's like, oh my god, you know, <clears throat> you know, and uh, so they they have this idea to go up there and drill and all this shit. And meanwhile, there's yeah, a Steve problem. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, he flips out on the, on the asteroid. He's, he's all whacked out. He likes strippers and who doesn't. 
Um, great movie. Well, NASA successfully altered the course of an asteroid recently with that DART program. We heard about it. That's the actual asteroid. <laughs> we, we took it with the iPhone. And, um, nice. Yeah, my iPhone's awesome. The new iPhone. Look at it. Was it the they, new they said, iPhone 14? Yeah, and look at that amazing quality. And iPhones are saying they're they're not uh, they're that they're they're not supplying the new one as much. The people are buying the more expensive one. But uh, nevertheless, thanks for the photo. Uh, great photo. I, I went out right at the right time, and I got a great photo. Yeah, of my iPhone. you really caught it. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so the, the 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 they found out that they they threw like a refrigerator. They jarred the, like this thing the size of a refrigerator from the, a NASA like rocket into the asteroid, and it actually changed its trajectory. <clears throat> Good to know. Well, I mean, you threw it off course. That the whole everything in life is 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 about trajectory, and and I use it in terms of human beings. I always say if you change one small habit or something you do in your life, just something small. You would be surprised over the course of your life how the changing of that thing can can change everything. Yeah, uh, it's amazing, right? One little it's like decisions. Like I always learned growing up, it's not how smart we are; it's how how good of decisions we make. But secondarily to that, how we handle the consequences of those decisions. Um, Absolutely, I I back you on that. Amen. You know what I mean? And people are like, "What do you mean?" Like, like I I I. I I know people that will make a decision and all they do all day is spend their time wondering what they did was right or wrong and trying to answer whether it was well, right or wrong. Well, second guessing yourself will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, by the way, this is a new segment of it. It's called the Tony Robbins moment. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me tell you something. People need this shit because the more I'm out there in public, I'm reading people that are like, wow, you, you, you folks, you, you just, you need to look, do something. Uh, and here's, here's a, uh, here's a story. Um, you know that the members of the BTS, I'm not a big pop star guy, but the Korean, South Korean band BTS. Uh, I don't um, know BTS, but I do understand that they, uh, the, the, like K-pop. I know about K-pop. K-pop. Okay. See, I don't know them. Uh, obviously, they're not on my iPod. They're not in my music library. But uh, no. the South, South Korean army is saying, hey, you got to spend some time with us. And, uh, and their agent says that we hope they'll be back in 19, uh, 2028. So, or 25, who knows? 28, I oh, think they said 28. Have, all of their testicles will have dropped and their voices will have changed. Like it's, yeah. they're perishable <laughs> good. So, so you don't think this boy band, when they become, they can't come back as a man band. You know what I mean? No such thing. Uh, I don't think so. Well, listen, those kids are still coming out. Kids in the blocks, they're, what, they're in their 50s now and they're still touring. Well, but but see, but, but the thing about NKOTB is that now it's about nostalgia. It's not that they're putting out good music or people like them. It's about 45-year-old housewives trying to get revved up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that make me sound like yeah. a mean person? No, I think some people got excited hearing that, just knowing that housewives can get revved up. Um, oh, they can. You know, which is... Oh, and and it all it takes is a concert. Listen, I know, I, I dude, I went to the... a Rick Springfield concert because I <laughs> I know his manager and I love Rick and I went to see Rick yeah. Springfield a, a few years ago and there were a bunch of women in their late forties and fifties and they were all moist as a bunt cake like they probably tore wow. their husbands up when they got home. Yeah, I, I I gave I've given this advice to my fellow man. I said, listen, if you want to meet women, take an acting class. Number one. Number two, if you can't help, you want to do take yoga, start going to yoga classes. Uh, you'll meet uh, all kinds of people. And uh, the, the last one is if you want to, if you really want to impress a woman, take her to a concert. Um, you know, take her to a live music event. Amen. I can't, we love I can't it. tell you how much romance I had in the back seat. Uh, you know, Santana. I took a girl I, went, I met in college to a Santana concert. We didn't make it home. We didn't make That's it home. That's a panty everybody. dropper. Santana yeah, she, is a panty dropper. She told me to pull over, Monique. She says, "We, we try pull over." I'm like, "Okay." You know what I mean? I bought That's I bought all his albums. That's what will do to you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yee. All right. Did you know? Uh, well, they're gonna they're gonna do that. Now, I I said this to somebody recently because Germany was talking about bringing it back, which is scary, but. Uh, do you think one of the things that can help the youth of our country in this country's stability is maybe 
when someone reaches the age of 16, 18, they, they got to enter for two years of military service? You know, I mean, it kind of goes against the tenets of being, an, you know, a, the land of the free, but there is something mm -hmm. to be said for organization. There is something to be said for leadership. And I've done a lot of USO tours. There's a lot to be said for discipline and structure. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of parents now don't want to be parents. They want to be their kid's friend. And yeah. it's, it's, it's creating a whole bunch of people that really don't know how to get out of bed in the morning and make their own bed and fry a pair of eggs and <clears throat> put their pants on and get, get on with their lives. Yeah, but they do, they, do, they do know how to complain about everybody else and judge everybody else what they're doing. Uh, that's the funny yeah, part. Well, true that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, great story here. A 140-year-old pair of Levi jeans was found uh, in a mine shaft. And uh, oddly enough, there was a little bag of cocaine in that little pocket right there in the front. I'm not um, surprised <laughs> it was legal back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who, who hasn't left that in their pocket and their wives find it later? I don't It was mine. Um, yeah, that's 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 pretty impressive. Um, I'm sure they don't fit anybody, though. Well, um, a skinny minor. <laughs> what are you, uh, Kevin Spacey? Um, <laughs> he's, he, didn't he just get, didn't he get, just go to jail? Didn't they just find him guilty? Kevin, Sp didn't I just read something about him? I, I haven't looked up <clears throat> any specific Kevin Spacey news, but, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's the, the news <laughs> forecast for Kevin Spacey is bad for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Harvey Weinstein, whatever his name, every they show him, he came up in the news recently too. And you're like, we're still parading this poor guy around. Can we just, can you just let him go and put him in the shade and. You know, who cares? You know, uh, you know, it's, it's well, like when I, I love when I new he's a gross human being who used his power to rape women and yeah. ruin their careers. So quite frankly, if they do want to parade him around with a ring through his nose, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, and matter of fact, in the Webster's dictionary, when they have like, you know, dirt bag, they should just put a photo of the him, right? You know what I mean? He, he could Agreed. be qualified, right? Like, no one else is really a dirt bag. He's a dirt bag. Monster. Um, <clears throat> This is interesting. I lived, dated, and had sex in a van for four years. Uh, the members of uh, <laughs> the, the members of Scooby Doo finally come out, and uh, here are the four, uh, six questions people always ask me. Uh, you I like know, how that made the news because that's pretty much everybody in Humboldt County, California. Like, how did this <laughs> one person end up making the news? Yeah, right. Well, because she has a friend in the business. That's how it usually works. It had to be. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, well, let's see. I'm trying to get to the the, the questions. Um, you know, my I was talking about this to a buddy of mine because I have, I have some comic friends that are doing that now. They're doing it with these little sprinters, or they're doing it with a you know, like a buddy of mine who travels in a homemade van with you know, bed and all kinds of stuff and solar paneling. A lot paneling of people and, do since since COVID. Yeah. All right, let's see what some of these questions are. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, cute girl, you know, imagine she would have sex. Is, is sex different in such a small place? No. You think sex Most is, people no? just have sex on beds. How big, I mean, how big is a king bed? Well, <clears throat> again, I'm associating back to my days in high school where you, I had sex in the backseat of a car. You know, that was, a, that was a place. Who didn't? Right. Right. Well, let's 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 share some let's share some knowledge. Let's let's share a little. Let's associate again, okay, Monique. So okay, living sure. in South, being a <laughs> thanks, Ben. So being in Florida, you know, people are like we like my youngins, like and I'm mentoring and stuff. My niece, my nephews and stuff, like Uncle Dougie. When you couldn't find a place, where would you go? I'd say a baseball dugout, like in a park. Oh, I w I once just was on a field. I mean, it was late at night. There was nobody around. I mean, I didn't have to deal with the dugout. Like, I think I, I think we were just on a very nice patch of grass on the field. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. I, I was probably just, I, I wanted shelter. I wanted to feel like I was yeah. sheltered, I guess. Uh, lifeguard stand. You ever have sex in a lifeguard stand? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. Great place if you live by the beach. You know, yeah. tonight on South Florida coastlines, there's going to be a bunch of people having sex in the lifeguard stands, and it's all going to be because of this show. Um, you. That's right. What did you learn uh, from having sex in a van? <laughs> Are you, you asking me or is that a rhetorical question? Well, unless you've, you've had sex in a van. 
Have you had sex in a van? That... Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever had sex in a van. I don't think, I, um, honestly, I don't think I have. Uh, she mentions things that baby wipes are important. Um, uh, you know, some positions like cowgall are less feasible. There's certain positions you can't do. It's an interesting article. Uh, what, it, uh, what, uh, what's it like living in such close quarters with your partner? Well, who hasn't been through COVID? Right. You know, there's only close so much I want to see of somebody. Yeah, I, I, that, that would be a little tough to live with. I mean, if I was doing it myself, it'd be fine. I could chill. I could go to a park, walk around, you know. Uh, <clears throat> how does the relationship change when two people live in different vans? Hmm. I think I think that's a whole different ball game when you start talking about, you know, co-vans. Then that's you're no longer having the van conversation. Well, to me, if, if I'm dating somebody in another van, we're definitely going to spend more time in the van that has a toilet. If there is one, uh, you know, a fridge, you know, there's, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's, there's, I imagine the difference between each van, you know, there was set some. Well, now you're talking about, you know, class and you're talking about socioeconomic <clears throat> standing, like who has the nicer van. It's like who lives yeah. in the better neighborhood. Yeah. And pretty soon, next thing you know, when you're dating somebody like that, you start having conversations like, you think it's time for me to get rid of my van? Um, yeah, I, I think you always <laughs> have it parked because you just never know when you're going to have to go back to it. Yeah, you, that's a good advice, Monique. You never want to just get rid of your van with the first chick mm -hmm. you meet or guy you meet no. that lives in another van. No, that's an uh, what about when you... What, yeah, what about, what about when you live in a house and your partner lives on the road? Well, now this is this now here's a big question because this is absolutely true i dated a guy in la for a long time that lived on a sailboat in marina del rey and it wasn't a huge sailboat it was nice but it wasn't huge it was right. you know a, a sailboat it wasn't a liveaboard and i had a nice apartment and over time he kind of put the creep on my apartment like he just kept bringing stuff over and staying for longer periods yeah. of time and then we ended up getting in an argument and I said, I, I think you need to go home. And he's like, what do you mean? This is my home. I'm like, oh, no, it's not. The sailboat Oop. is your home. This is my <laughs> home that I've let you kind of crash for long yeah. periods of time. <laughs> Look here, Papa. I'm no olive oil. Um, no, I told him, I said, <laughs> yeah. you need to pack up and, you know, go get on the boat. That's fucking great. Starts making his way in. I hope she doesn't notice. I brought my new oh, no, sneakers he was over here. Creep, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't let him ever put anything in the closet or the drawer. So I just had like this nice stack of duffel bags in the corner, you know. <laughs> and and little by little, I could see he kept trying to put stuff out of the duffel bag, and I kept like putting like I'd do his laundry and put it back in the bag. I wouldn't let it even sit on the table because <laughs> I, I I'm not stupid. I could see the creep happening. There you go. That's funny. Uh, speaking of creep, somebody thought this was creepy. A nursing home hires a stripper uh, to uh, to entertain their seniors in wheelchairs. And uh, I'm sure it was in the men in the senior home that were complaining. I could tell you that. Well, they might have been only because it's a little bit cruel. You can't really do a, a lap dance in a wheelchair because the arms are very restrictive. You know what I well, mean? Unless you're one of those that's just like the chair without the arms. Well, uh, these young ladies, this happened in, uh, I think it was in either Thailand, uh, Thailand or Viet Vietnam somewhere. Um, <laughs> they were, they were figuring away. These girls were well, very, um, if you say this is in like Thailand or Vietnam, then all bets are off because number one, they're very small women. And number yeah. two, they could very well be <clears throat> nurses and strippers. Like there's not the, the delineations of profession there, the way we have here. You know, it's funny you should say that. I've seen many, I've seen many strippers who turned out to be nurses, and I've also seen many nurses who have turned out to be strippers. So well, those student uh, loans you, are a bitch, Dougie. I got to tell you, the, the, here's the thing: it was at a, it's at a retirement home in uh, Taiwan Veterans Home, a government-run facility where retired soldiers from Taiwan, sorry, from Taiwan, then by all means, compensated adult performers for sensual performances, and we know what that means. <laughs> Uh, to commemorate well, Mid-Autumn Festival. Stripper now is probably becoming, you know, code for happy endings being doled out all over the place. 
Well, uh, in this, I wish we had the video. I don't know, we, we should have queued up. So we should have had the video. Ben, we don't have the video linked up in this thing, do we? Did you see the video? Uh, um, yeah, they're they're basically stripper girls, and they're but they are wearing masks, and um, and the, you know they're getting on top of the guys, and you know they're and the girls on the ground with their legs apart doing that thing. You know, look at me, it's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. I think that's I think that's nice. I think it is. I don't know why. You know, it's 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 probably somebody got again. It was probably a woman who got mad. Yeah, it was probably. I, it was gonna, probably. I'm not going to argue with you. You're probably right. It was probably one of the women. I, here's listen, I, listen. I'm I'm like a, I'm like a Sherlock Holmes when it comes to this kind of shit. Okay, here's well, what happened. You're you're very well versed in the stripper verse. <laughs> yeah, thirty thousand dollars one year I spent in strip clubs. Uh, I, I've done my fundamental research. Uh, I was kicking the tires. Trust me, I was kicking the tires. Um, you know. Uh, so here's what happened. One of the nurses is clearly banging one of these guys. All right. One of the nurses is, is perf- performing this type of favor on the down low. She flips out when she sees the guy now going to this other girl who's professionally more you know, proficient in her her abilities. She flips out that she writes a letter. Next thing you know, these poor guys now are, are watching old clips of uh, the Golden Girls instead of having strippers at the fucking nursing. Yeah, room. they're not even getting murder. She wrote, which is the gold standard. Yeah. Uh, this poor guy, uh, did you know, uh, have you heard a young man became allergic to orgasms? True, true medical, uh, issue. This kid would, uh, at the age of 18, realize every time he, <laughs> he got flu-like symptoms for days. So, so I get spots so, when I eat mangoes, but I eat them anyway. Okay. But you know, this is a little different where a young 18 year old man is trying to find his, you know, and every time he does, he, he turns into, you know, like captain COVID. I think it's psychological. I think it's just guilt. No, it's actually, it's called a post orgasmic illness syndrome. It's actually diagnosed. And the, the, the they, they had no, well, they, they, they had, they had it. Um, they, yeah. They, but they had they they had all these different things. They had no cure for it. But somebody used their head and they used an uh, over-the-counter antihistamine uh, and had him take it and eventually helped him, you know, calm his, his symptoms, his cold issues. His, yeah, because that would be, you know, every time you, that's like the worst feeling in the world. Every time you have an orgasm, next thing you know, you're like, <laughs> you know, who, it yeah. may stop some people. It may stop some people, you know, so. Hey, I'm sorry, honey. I, I can't. I can't tonight. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Man caught on. This is a great story. I love. Man caught on video urinating on ex-wife's grave almost every morning back in New Jersey. <laughs> this guy was dedicated. <laughs> well, um, to, to quote one of my favorite lines in Hamilton: "Everything is legal in New Jersey." <laughs> exactly. This guy. I mean, this guy sets the alarm. Gets the coffee. <laughs> Time to fucking go and piss on that bitch's grave. <clears throat> now the guy had reasons. It turns out he had a baby with this woman. They were married early in life and they they separated. But he he married this woman and claimed the baby was not his. And it turned out decades later that it was his child. So he was a little pissed at her. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he, the, 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 the son of the mother was like pissed cause they'd find bags of shit right there on right next to the tombstone. I and mean, so he wasn't just pissing. He was, he was actually using this, but, uh, you're right. This is what happens in Jersey. Um, not only that, but you know what, whatever, whatever gets him through the night, like, it's not like it's bothering her. It, but you know, that's the thing. It's every day. She's not you bigger. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's almost like she's still winning every time he gets up in the morning and changes his day to to do this. You know, she I don't know where she's looking from, but she's basically looking at him going, here he goes again, thinking he matters. Yeah. He's, st- he's still trying to fucking get on my not become part of my mind. Yeah, she's probably laughing. What do you think is like, what do you think is like one of the weirdest, like, I, I don't know, weirdest, but uh, like the most di- like a deal breaker kind of thing for you when it comes to when men with their personality type thing like that, 
you know, like you mentioned yeah. sneaky and shit like that. And not, people not, they're obviously lying. Those are pretty obvious, but. Right. It's um, like you know one of the weird strange? ones. I, uh, I used to have a ton of deal breakers when I was younger because of my own insecurities. And to me, it's kind of like equal. Like, I don't like when men expect there to be an imbalance like okay if you want to be like all open and cool and go do what you do and i'll see you on tuesday okay but just don't be all over me if i don't answer your calls over the weekend like if you're busy yeah. i get to be busy because what i found is that most people dougie you know that that claim that you know hey i'm you know, dude, i'm gonna be like this and nobody's gonna tell me what to do are the people that want to tell everyone else what to do yeah yeah, me protest too much. Is that not, is that Shakespeare? Yeah, I've always found that people that are super suspicious or think you're up to something are always the ones that are up to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every get, super it, jealous boyfriend I ever had was a cheater. And you know why? It's because that's their norm. They they live in that norm. They think in that pattern. They they so they the, the association you know is familiarity. So they gravitate yeah. to that. So they automatically put they think you're doing the same thing. Uh, that's right you know it, it's crazy and uh you're right and uh, i remember when i was remember when i was a young man and i recognized that and like i would i would sense that right off the bat it'd be like i'm done and then it, it i never felt this is the you talk about moments that was the time i felt the most powerful when i told a beautiful woman we're done we're done Can't well, take well it because anymore. you realized you weren't being held prisoner by something that wasn't really the big picture value which is like yeah I mean, I'm not saying this to brag or anything, but because of what I do and how I do it, I get hit on even to this day by men that most women would consider, you know, very desirable or attractive or, you know, whether it's because they're young or they're good looking, whatever it is. And I just, those things have no power over me. I had a guy yeah. one time ask me, he goes, what do I have to do to get with you? And I said, there's nothing you can do to be with me. You you have to be something and you have to already have been it before you met me. Yeah. And he told me yeah. like that just baked his noodle. Yeah. It's kind of like when we were kids playing kickball on the street and somebody would drive up to us and go, hey, hey kid, can you tell me where, where fourth court is? I'm like, hey, you can't get there from here. You got to go yeah. back to where you started. And our yeah. last story of the day, <clears throat> our last story of the day, uh, this is great. You know, we all know the, the terror, the horrible things that are happening in Ukraine and Russia and the attack. But 15,000 Ukrainians will decide to have a mass orgy if Russia deploys nuclear weapons, which makes me say, hey, is that nuclear waste on my back? Um, uh, <laughs> I, I think joke. that's being very proactive and deciding, you know, mm. I'm going to shrug my shoulders and control what I can, which is if I'm going out, I'm literally going out with a bang. That's right. Several bangs, hopefully. Uh, you know what I mean? And and th that's that that comes down to it. Like if like if there was an asteroid and they couldn't deflect it and they told us we got 24 hours before the thing's just going to completely demolish the Earth. What else are you going to do? You know, I mean, I got listen, I got 24 hours. I'm going to I'm going to order a pizza, a cheesesteak, uh, some fucking wings, some chicken parm, uh, some veal. I'm going to just order. I'm just going to make a lot of food and then I'm going to make love. And then every time I get done making love, I'm going to eat. Like, you know, usually two minutes later, then they'll go back and eat another You'll have a lot of dish. time to chew, evidently. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I guess at the end of our show here, what would you do if, God forbid, that was our, we had 24 hours and um, Monique said, this is what I'm going to do. You know what's interesting? I think I would do what I do in my life. Like I would call my mom and tell her I love her and. I'd be sorry if I died away from my dog. Like if it was now, I wouldn't be able to get back to LA in time to see Nola, my dog. And, uh, and I think I would, you know, notwithstanding, like I don't have anybody to bang, you know, in the, in the proximity, if I'm in South Florida, I mean, if I'm in LA, I live in a nice building. I could just be all over the place. There's tons of people to bang in my apartment complex. Wow. It's a regular Melrose place. But if it happened here, <laughs> I think I would just be funny. I would just stand on a corner and tell jokes and whoever's oh, afraid yeah. and doesn't have anybody to bang can just come see me do my, you know, I do a tight 23. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> For those of you who don't have somebody to fuck, come to tonight's comedy show on the corner of 18th yeah. and Walnut. Uh, that's that's right. awesome. Uh, that's great. Well, Monique, thanks so much for joining us today on the Wake Up Late with Dougie show. 
it's always great having you and you, you got you have shows there in florida you got coming up you no wanna... no i'm, I'm here yeah, for fun hanging. business reasons because i'm uh, i'm working on something i'll tell you about another day but it's a bigger picture thing for people like you and i to be able to get our comedy to more people uh faster and keep all of the money we make doing it and uh wow. yeah right so I, i'm having That's some awesome. business meetings i'm visiting family and uh you know, just, I have a lot of ties and a lot of love down here. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you on that. And, uh, well, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And it's my for pleasure. Every, Thanks for having me. Uh, you're great. And if everybody at home, uh, we want to thank you for watching us. Don't forget to follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Cause we need more subscribers. We want to change and use our own name, of course, and, uh, follow us on our social media on Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> going to be hosting this weekend at the Greenville Comedy Zone for Michael Yo, I believe. Not sure he's bringing his own host, but I'm scheduled to be there if there's no host. So if you're in downtown Greenville, come out to the Greenville Comedy Zone. Either way, whether I'm there or not, go there. It's a great show if you're going to be there. Uh, I'm going to be at the Comedy Castle in uh, Detroit area in Michigan, uh, the 27th to the 29th, I think it is, or something like that. Three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Excited about that. God bless everybody. Take care. Stay well. And we'll have a great show next week with the winner of the World Series of Comedy, my good friend John Wynn and fellow contestant and good friend Jim Barnes. Join us next week here at the same time. Take care. Yeah. <laughs>